I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. listeners welcome back for another episode of stay outstanding today's guest is vivi tai who is a writer truth seeker healer and fiercely determined to live a free lifestyle regardless of others opinions um vivi what does it mean to you to be a truth seeker a truth seeker for me is someone who finds freedom from within to be who they are authentically to be their true self there's many different teachings there's many different religions or different kind of philosophies there are many different theories about lives about universe and so on so what is it really the truth about the universe, about ourselves as human? For me, it's about walking my own path, following my own heart in order to figure out that truth. And that's the path of a truth seeker to me. Not, yes, you can learn from other people, but you don't necessarily have to follow their exactly footprint or the exact path to find your truth because your truth is uniquely to you. You decide what is true and you decide what is not. For some people, like my mom, uh, Catholic is her truth, but for me, it is not. It doesn't ring true to me. There's a lot of things that she can resonate with a lot of things that she, she can see and she can understand and decide, oh, that's the truth because that has applied to her, her life and she got some benefit from it and she sees something that she can resonate with in that direction. But it wasn't the case for me. So I decided to seek my own truth. I wanted to have my freedom to fight myself, to know who I am, and from there, uh, I can express myself and I can choose to create whatever life that I want for myself. Awesome. Awesome. So what life and what lifestyle do you want for yourself? I have already living that lifestyle. <laughs> which is being a nomad, living a free van lifestyle, traveling everywhere to be wherever I want. And this lifestyle has actually taught me a lot about myself, not just the freedom that it has given me, but all the challenges that I had to go through and the lessons that I had to learn from it that helped me to know who I am and it's, it's like building muscles but for your courage 
by pushing yourself out of comfort zone. That that's what it's like for me. <laughs> awesome, I love it. I love it. What would you say you your top three challenges that you've experienced are on the way to finding your truth? The top three challenges. I think there's a lot of challenges. Like I can hardly think which one is the top three. First, first three that come to mind. <laughs> um, I think that would have to be overcome my fear of shame, my fear of failure, fear of uncertainty. I think all those three. That's the first stage that I had to go through to embark on a completely different lifestyle to, to, to get on my healing journey. I had to overcome those fears and it felt like being on a bottom ground. I had to really reconstruct myself, like deconstruct myself and reconstruct myself again <laughs> after after going through that challenge and it was really difficult um and the second one i would say overcome the fear of loneliness because living the van lifestyle often i stay in remote places and I wasn't surrounded by many people. A lot of time I, I would just by myself in nature. And that's really helped me to be independent on my own. And I didn't have to uh, rely on my friends just to have company, you know? So that, that was very rewarding for me because that helps me a lot to be in relationship with other people authentically. The third challenge, well, I think living the van life itself is already a lot of challenges. All the little things that you have to figure things out in order to make it work, to make it comfortable and feel at home within myself in such a small micro space and travel across Canada. So I think that would be the third challenge for me, the, the top three challenge, living in this, such a tiny space. And I was able to make it feel at home because I think that if I can make that space home, then I can feel at home anywhere, right? So home is really within yourself. It's not anywhere it's not outside of you yeah people will often ask me are you going home and i will tell them i'm going um, home is wherever the heart is so therefore i'm always living in heart and therefore i'm always home you know um, yes 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 totally totally that's the reason why i always tell people to relieve follow their heart because that's the compass to guide you home within yourself and that's what I started as well that's the reason why I decided to travel and I left the corporate life I had my background in engineering 
I decided not to come back to that lifestyle and just really do something that I'm passionate about and traveling was the way for me. So that's how I came to know myself along the way, even though it was not a career path, but it was leading me there down the road, doing something that I love, doing something that I'm passionate about and it doesn't feel like work, you know? Yeah, I get it totally. So what shame did you have to get over? What shame was there in your life that you had to go through? <laughs> so at that point in my life, I was living in the U.S. working as an engineer. I already lived in the U.S. for 12 years, and my background is uh, Vietnamese. Uh, my family is Asian. And as you know, most Asian family has very high expectation for their kids, right, from their parents. So the expectation for me was to have my own career, prestigious career, which I did, I already achieved, but I lost it. So I was in the U.S. living and working there for 12 years. I was really afraid of going back to Vietnam because to me, that was about losing all my status, losing all the effort investment that I have put in school for over 10 years in the US. That was hundreds of thousand dollars to achieve two degrees, not just one, but two degrees in engineering. <laughs> so I was really ashamed of losing my job in the US and had to go back home with nothing. Because Facing a culture that had really high expectation on you and going back home with nothing is kind of like bringing shame to your family. My family didn't really exactly say that to me, but in a silent way, that's how I feel it. You know, because that's, that's something very typical in Asian culture. And so I was really afraid of going back to Vietnam and I tried so hard to cling into the life in the U.S. for a, as long as I could. Uh, but eventually I had to let it go because otherwise I would stay there illegally. <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny you, you, you say... The way you talk about it, it's as if you project that shame on yourself, mm -hmm. not actually that they are shaming you. Mm. Um, yes, yes. Which, 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 if you have a conditioned mind, which mm -hmm. we all do, and it's not a rewired, renewed conditioned mind, then that's going to be 80, 90% of the mindsets out there. Yes, um, exactly. Mm -hmm. We really don't want to be projecting that outward because if we do, then we receive it inwards, right? So mm -hmm. it, it's it's so interesting to hear you say that and talk about it in that way because 
I have no doubt that so many of us do that. I, I've, I've caught myself doing it as well. Um, you know, potentially even in relationships, projecting onto that person what I wanted to see and then feeling that inside. And it's, and it's not what's actually there. And, um, I think it can be both. It can be inside and outside as well. It can be both from your assumption, the fear that you assume that is so big, it's like the mountains. But to other people, it's not like people, like you you so afraid of other people judgment just because you don't wear the right shirt, like a nice beautiful clothes. But to other people, they could care less about it. <laughs> but, so yeah, you you project that fear on yourself for sure. But in some cases, I do think that it can be from our environment and other people, uh, ideas and and uh, objections that actually instill into your mind to make you believe it. Otherwise. I think that's why we have indoctrination and we being programmed in a certain way. And eventually we uh, we uh, observe that indoctrination and we create that fear in our mind as well. So I think it's like a loop of circle that goes around. That's why it's so hard to get out of it. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Um... People ask me all the time, how do you make progress? And it's quite simple. You have to work at it. You have to work at it a lot. And you have to work at it consistently. And oh. that is the only way you'll ever make true progress. Because those patterns, those loops, those messages oh. that are going through your brain, they've been there for so long. The only time, the only way to rewire them is to do it over a long period of time by changing that story. Um, yes, absolutely. And I would add to that consistency and persistence is absolutely the key. For me, someone who get overwhelmed very easily, even though I have made a lot of changes for myself, the key for me to get progress is just make the little change at a time, just 1% at a time to not getting myself overwhelmed. Because when I get overwhelmed, I get shut down and I quit and I don't keep moving forward. And I, I feel like getting lost and I can't be consistent. So... For people that get overwhelmed easily and want to make the change in their life, make a very small change. Like I have been tracking myself. I, I, I have a tracking sheet of a certain habit that I want to change. And I improve myself just a little bit of every day and I write it down, the tracking over the months. Um, so I have been tracking my bed, uh, my bedtime habit, like uh, around what time I go to bed because I want to go to sleep earlier and I want to wake up earlier. And so I've been tracking myself by just going to bed only five minutes early uh, than the previous days. <laughs> and it, you, you can't believe how significant and 
uh, like the, the impact of it over just one month. I, I was like, only five minutes, but like over the months, that's just like almost one hour different. And it's so fast that my body could hardly actually adjust to it. So even just five minutes a day could really change you as a person and change your habit and the outcome of how you feel uh, about yourself and your health and all that. So th th that has been a very key for me, just do something very small, just one step at a time. Um, you talked about loneliness and I guess the loneliness probably started when you went back to Vietnam from, uh, from America. And then in your journey, you've then gone even further into loneliness by going to Canada and effectively living in a van. Mm -hmm. So how does one combat or change the paradigm of what loneliness means? How do you say to yourself, I'm not lonely? <laughs> I think it's the same concept that I apply for myself. Just take one step at a time. I didn't really completely jump into remote places. I just take a bit more time for myself uh, every week, for instance. Before I used to, when I was not working, I used to just spend a lot of time on weekend with friends. I barely have time for myself. So I just increase the time spent alone by myself a little bit more over time. I first started with just two days weekend, then three days, four days, then one week. Then one month, I just stay completely alone by myself and come completely independent of other people. I think that you feel lonely because you are dependent on other people because you want to constantly be surrounded with people because you're so uncomfortable being with yourself because you don't know yourself. You don't know who you are. It's like you get in a room with stranger, but you are a little bit shy. <laughs> And but when you don't know what to talk about, <laughs> like how to get to know each other, something like that. So when you learn to be comfortable with yourself, to be your own best friend, that is when you can be more independent. You can entertain yourself. You don't have to rely on other people to entertain you. <laughs> So that's, that, that's how I was able to overcome the fear of loneliness. And to me, I, now I just love to be alone so much. It feels more like my comfort zone now than spending more time with other people. Because spending time with other people... Often you would have to compromise. Yes, there's a benefit of it as well. And we all want to have that connection with other people. We humans, we like pack animal, like dogs. Dogs like to be in a pack. 
they don't like to be alone. So we all also want to have that connection. But often like if we, it's about finding the balance. If we spend too much time with other people and don't have time for ourselves, then we start getting lost. It's very common in Asian culture. Like you're never alone in Asian family. We even live together. Like three different generations <laughs> live together. <laughs> and when they travel, they travel together. So a long time in Asian culture, it's not very common. And that's the reason why a lot of people become very dependent. And that's why they don't know who they are. So that's the, the first thing, just to get to know yourself, get quiet. Even if you have uh, only 20 minutes just to meditate, just stay alone by yourself. Even if you start just five minutes, then 10 minutes a day and just increase over time. You know, that's, that, that's, that's how I did it. And for me, I live abroad when I was a teenager on my own when I started when I was 17. So maybe it was a little bit easier for me than other people because I was so used to it as a teenager. And I, I loved it also. I, I love to have my own space. I love to be alone for myself. But at a certain point, I do need the connection with other people as well. So are you currently in a relationship? A romantic relationship or yeah. what kind of I'm not in a romantic relationship at the moment okay <laughs> um do you want to be in a romantic relationship one day that isn't just a romantic relationship that is you know a, a family do you create a family is, is that something that you want Yes, definitely. I don't think I would be a nun living a nomadic life. <laughs> Although a lot of people think that as a nomad, you would be uh, a celibacy or, some, or something like that. <laughs> but I, I actually think that even you are nomadic, you can still have a normal relationship and nomadism doesn't necessarily have anything to interfere with your relationship if you choose to have a romantic relationship. If anything, it can strengthen it because uh, you it, it teaches you to overcome a, certain challenges and push you to connect with your partner a lot more. For me, yes, I do want to have a romantic relationship. One day have I had romantic relationships since I've been a nomad. Yes, I did. Um, some things, some of this relationship didn't work out, but for the good of us, it's not, it didn't have anything to do with the fact that because I was nomadic, um, but it was, for some other reason, yes, being in distance, it can cause certain challenge. But any challenge, you'll be able to find gold in it if that is the right person. So it being nomadic never been an obstacle for me 
to be in a relationship. And I actually have a video that I talk about that on my YouTube channel as well, how relationship doesn't, uh, being nomadic doesn't really have anything to do or it doesn't really destroy your relationship, but actually strengthen it. Because I think that once you overcome your fear of loneliness, you're so much more comfortable with being who you are and being authentic you through this lifestyle you can actually be in a relationship more authentically because you bring your true self to this relationship and i think any relationship would require each person each individual to be whole to be their authentic self first before they can step into relationship with other people. Um, because if you, when you become your authentic self, you don't get lost in that relationship. Relationship doesn't work when you lose yourself, right? Because you would have to compromise part of you because you don't know who you are, so you compromise. But once you know who you are, it's so much easier to find other people. You don't even find, you just attract other people to come into your life. And it's so much more harmony. It's just a lot easier to get along with them. And you don't have to worry about sacrificing a part of you to be in that relationship. And I think that's the beauty uh, that I learned from nomadism. And I, I stand true with it. And it has never been a reason that hold me back from, for being in relationship at all. Amazing. Um, I, I, I love uh, hearing you express your freedom like that. It's so uh, refreshing. If someone wanted to, if they were listening and they wanted to get to know themselves, because they were just an identity at the moment. How do you, how would you suggest they get to, uh, to do that? So if they want to know more about me, is that what you mean? No, I mean, how would somebody get to know their truth? How would they tap in and understand who they really were as opposed to the identity that they'd built over a period of time which their behavior was conditioned through. Okay, I understand your question. Now, how can they know their identity? How can they know their truth? I think that's a journey. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something that you can find right away. Uh, it took me a long way to get here and it's still a long way to go. I don't think I'm anywhere close to the finish line. I may have known myself a little bit more than before when I get lost. I may have a better ideas about where I want to go and who I want to become. But it is a journey to get there. And how I started is by following my heart. That's the reason why I said it's the compass for you to, to lead you to 
the path of your truth to know who you are as a person. I started by just doing what I like. Even I don't know what I'm really, really passionate about. It's like, is there anything I'm curious about? Anything that I'd like to try out in my life? So I wrote down my bucket list and I attempted to accomplish as many items on my bucket list as I could. So I travel around Southeast Asia. I travel across Canada. I live in the van life. I did... Um, uh, jumping off the, the the plane with the parachute. What's, what, what do you call it? Suddenly um, I forgot. The, uh, <laughs> parachute jump. <laughs> um, so, something like that, the, the parachute jump. <laughs> so I, and I learned how to do uh, salsa dancing all kind of things, anything I was curious about and hoping that it would lead me to uh, the right path on my life. And, and it did, but it wasn't anything like day and night. There's a lot of uncertainty uh, and you questions a lot along the way, but just, just that your heart is gonna get you there and you just, it requires a lot of patience, courage, determination to find out the truth and to really block all the noise from all the people. That's also a big thing that I did. I didn't let all the people's opinions to stop me on my track because they keep telling me, like, don't go there. Don't live in a van. <laughs> My family, they tell me that <laughs> they tried to stop me from living in a van. They didn't approve of it. Not that they tried to stop, but they didn't approve of it uh, for a long time. But now they do. Uh, they told me not to bring my dog with me from Vietnam to Canada, but I did. And he's the love of my life. You know, so I... Don't let other people's opinions distort my, the, the voice inside of me, what my heart is really telling me. Uh, so block out all the noises and staying in remote places and traveling really helped me to be more in touch with myself. And I have to say that grounding and staying more in nature really helped me to be closer to who I am. For some reason, being nature, it just so, uh, it's, it's cleansing your spirit. It's like magic. You feel so good. Like if you have, a, if, if you are in a bad mood and you just take a walk, in a park or in nature, you suddenly just feel so good afterwards, right? So, but for me, like doing that in long term, constantly, it really cleansed my spirit. And I think it took a huge part in my healing journey uh, in order to get to know myself because you don't have noise in nature. That's why it's just so cleansing. You, you just hear yourself or the, the, the sound of nature 
And that's why you're not being bombarded with other people energy. And when you're able to uh, block that out, it's just so much easier for you to get to know yourself. And just one step at a time, just take a small leap of faith, of just one step, and eventually you're going to get there to get to know who you are. It's going to take time. Nothing is going to change in a sudden, but big transformation always take time, right? Absolutely, always. And it's not even taking time. It's a, it's a journey. Like transformation isn't evolution. It's not something that yeah. occurs overnight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and I really feel strongly about that. Um, one could say that I'm still going through my transformation. You know, I've uh, I've gone through a lot. I have healed a lot. I have worked on my mindset tirelessly. I've worked with others on their mindset. Um, you know, everything is about mindset, basically. So mm-hmm. yes. when you live in that world, you're continuously working um with mindset but like for for other people you know i have the the podcast i'm trying to inspire people and help widen their perspective so that they can create more space for freedom and betterment in their life mm-hmm. and when i do that i have to pull back sometimes and be like okay now it's time to work on my own mindset Today, uh-huh. this is what I'm going to work on. It's literally like a commitment, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For anyone yes. listening, yes. if you're a busy person and your diary is filled up hour by hour and it's full for at least a few weeks and, you know, you can't really get any time for a few months, then take the time now to put an hour a day in your diary, in your schedule, in your calendar to work on your own mindset. Because uh-huh. it will change the game, hundred um, percent. Nature is a massive one. I live down by the sea, and uh, you know when my energy dips, I simply just take myself out for a walk. I walk along the sea, and I come back. You know, different person. Energy is back up where I want it to be. Yeah, totally. You know what I like to do when I'm at the beach. I love to soak my feet into the water. <laughs> I think like if, if you just do that and just imagine the ocean water pull all the negative energy out of your feet and it just transmute it through the ocean. It's, it's very meditative. It's very healing that way as well. So I do encourage the listener to try that. And I do it all the time and I absolutely love it. (laughs) Yeah, there is no one way for all of us. You know, we have to find what works for us. But yeah, I I love the idea of that. It sounds great. Um, I'm always swimming. So I don't know about putting my feet in because then I'd go for a swim. Um, Which actually, I, I got to say, like, working on my own mindset, swimming has just been such a fantastic aid for me. Because what happens is I get my exercise in and 
I get my meditation in. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit like going scuba diving. You're, yeah. in, you're in the underwater world. You can't hear the outside world. Yeah. And the only thing you can hear is yourself. Yes. And sometimes you like hearing yourself and sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, that's a surefire sign that it's time to be like, why is this coming up? How is this serving me? What's my, what's the goal of this? You know, like, I really think people don't tune in to the signals of intuition Uh anywhere near as much as they should do. Um, And I really do think that that is such a important practice. Um, So you are now in Nova Scotia, Canada, I'm very your... close to the ocean, yes. Yeah. The Atlantic. <laughs> awesome. Must be freezing, no? It is very cold here. So we just have, well, we just have uh, snow a couple of days ago. So uh, today I saw the first flowers. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's the start of spring. Hopefully, hopefully the snow is really over. But it, it is cold here, uh, but not as cold as other people would think Canada is because we're very close to the ocean. So there's the warm uh, wind from the ocean. So even though it's cold, but it's not as cold as Montreal or Toronto or like in Winnipeg, like the rest of Canada, which could go down to minus 50 degrees Celsius. (laughs) God, just hearing you say that makes me freeze. (laughs) <laughs> well, you in Spain, right? Yeah, we've actually just had three weeks of rain, the spring rain. And normally it comes two or three months earlier. This year it was late. And um, today was the first day of summer. And it was, you might be able to see I'm a little pink. It was a glorious day. Glorious. Oh, wow. Well, it was, today is my first day of spring. <laughs> And the spring equinox is like a couple weeks ago already. (laughs) You've got to enjoy the seasons of life. Yeah, yeah. I I can't wait to see more flowers and to explore this area, the Atlantic region of Canada, because I just got here in December uh, in the wintertime. So I didn't get to see much of it. I I hibernate in the wintertime. (laughs) I don't go out. I don't, uh, I, I don't like the cold very much. Just for some reason, the winter months is a little bit heavier for me. But the, the summer and the fall, I love to go and I love to be active. So I, I can't wait to get back in my van and explore it again, you know. And just the idea of picking up and taking off such a beautiful idea like the sense of freedom it gives Mm. me tingles down my back you know like (laughs) yeah I know I absolutely love it I have been living like this for four years and it's still every time every summer it brings me joy too and I feel so alive 
it just imagine like going to the national park go hiking up on the mountains and go down to the ocean swimming in the lake the river is i i think i have lived my life <laughs> since i live in the van that i have my van life um when i hiked up the rocky mountains the thought in my mind was this i was alone by myself on top of the mountains because I was high pretty late. And I thought if anything happened to me, if I die, then I think I would be very happy because I have already lived my life. And so that thought along was when I realized I think I'm free. <laughs> because I I didn't I didn't have any regret. Um, because I didn't let other people tell me what to do. I had my best friend, my best companion, which is my dog, which um, my family told me to left behind. I had the best adventures of my life in South Asia and Japan and in Canada and America. I, I've seen a lot of it already. And so I thought if anything happened to me, <laughs> on that hike um because it was uh I, i don't know why i i thought of that because it was kind of scary to be in a rocky mountains along by yourself pretty late <laughs> um so that's why i thought well yeah if anything happened i i, I think i i would die happy <laughs> but of course there's a lot more that i want to create and that's the reason why i'm here to share my message and to help auto to be free as well and like you said mindset is really everything because when you change your perspective your life change um like if you want to change the world you have to change within yourself first that's what gandhi said you, to be able to change yourself you have to change your perspective you have to change your mindset first and that's the first step and It's not always easy, but you have to be open-minded. Always, constantly have to learn. Yeah, have to be curious about everything. It's not just open mind, but also open heart. I find that sometimes people have open mind, they're curious, but they're like a lot of things you can't really explain logically so you can only feel by your heart by you said with your intuition we don't use our intuition enough we block our intuition because we try to make sense of everything because we're so familiar with logic we always have to make decision with logic because we try to understand everything with logic but sometimes with intuition you can only feel can make logic about it <laughs> and i my background is in engineering so uh, i still do that a lot of time and i struggle a lot understand my dream because of my logical mind so because it really requires you to sit in silence and really feel the dream the message but not try to understand it in the logical way. So that's something that I still try to embody and I still try to learn. 
to enhance my intuition as well. And I, I do also really love swimming. I don't swim in the ocean, but I go to the pool and I swim and I, I really love it. And I, I think I can understand the feeling that you talked about. You're like, you can only hear your voice. Uh, the, the feeling that I get after going swimming is that it really relaxes you. And so that's why uh, you are more uh, receptive with your right brain. I think that's why. So you receive more information. I often receive information like thought just pop up, like things that I question and I ask, but I never get answered. And sometimes it does happen when I go swimming, even like when we go shower. That's why we always have like something with water is very healing and it cleans your energy. Um, it is actually what we do when we practice energy healing by cleaning yourself with water, with a shower, uh, not just sage. There's so many different ways to clean your energy. And I think that's why uh, we can, when we feel cleans, like clear out the blockages, not, not only it makes our, us feel healed and relaxed, but it opens you up to be more receptive. But often like, sometimes when you feel receptive, you feel intuitive, things that do you really trust the message? Sometimes when we have that message, we don't trust it. And that's why uh, we, we, we don't make a leap of faith and we don't make the jump or follow our guidance. And that could be the reason why it's hard for us to course correct or go on a different path and really follow that. Because sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's it, what it asks of you, it can be really illogical. It can be too difficult, and too big, too hard. <laughs> like yeah. for me to write a book, it's like... It wasn't really logical for me because I never thought that I would be a writer. So let's talk I never about even dream of that. What's your book called? Yeah. It's called Living Through Alchemy, A Transformational Journey to Freedom. Awesome. <laughs> and let me ask you a question. You did uh, send it to us, right? The... I sent you the link. Yeah. Okay, to... so perfect. For anyone okay. listening... As a celebration coming towards the end of season one of Stay Outstanding, we're doing a prize draw and collaborating with all of our great, incredible guests who have written their own books. And um, yeah, the link will be in the show notes to enter into that prize draw. There's 20 to 30 amazing books in there by our amazing guests and Vivi's is there. So Vivi, by any chance, do you have a copy with you? Yes, I do. I do. Awesome. I have Please open uh, to page 73 and read the third paragraph. There it is. <laughs> one in hardcover and one in paperback. Wow. <laughs> and it is in color. Um, I want it to I want it to be in color. Mm -hmm. because I incorporated some of the tarot card in there and the description. 
uh, talks about the color because everything in the tarot card has meaning and there's so much guidance, there's so much wisdom in this card. And that's why you can have your own deck of tarot, but because I wanted the reader to really understand the description because it links to the story of the book and that's why it's and I also include the journal prompts in the end of every chapter so when the reader read the story I don't want them just to read it and entertain it and then forget I want them to reflect on their own journey on their own life so they can follow along my journey and get to understand theirs and get to know where they are in the process. Because through that reflection, this is how we can get to see things in a different perspective as well. That's how you get to open your mind and that's how you can change your mindset. Amazing. Uh, I totally agree, by the way, totally. Reflection awareness uh you create all of the pathways for you to uh make a fresh um vivi would you like to read us uh, a paragraph absolutely okay would you like to pick a chapter page 73 third paragraph page 73 third paragraph okay as I let myself out of this victim mentality, I no longer hold grudges for anything or anyone that hurt me in the past. I felt liberating. I realized that vicious, painful cycle that let myself in with my secret love affair was a critical turning point of my spiritual life. And it must happen to wake me up to the truth that I didn't see understanding that it was a blessing rather than a curse, allow me to let go of all the blame. Without this relationship and the pain that came with it, I wouldn't push myself on a spiritual journey. Wow, 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 I love it, I love it, I love we, it. It's, it's so interesting that this paragraph is just everything that we discussed today. <laughs> Relationship, mindset, freedom. So powerful, so powerful. So interesting, so interesting. Um, It wasn't a mistake, by the way, that we opened to that page. You know that. Um, Yeah, I I love this synchronicity. Amazing. Man, I really hope that the listeners took note because that was just such a beautiful share. So, um We've got to bring the show to a close, unfortunately. So there's just a couple of questions left. Uh, firstly, if anything you've said resonates with anyone out there, anyone reach out, get in touch with you, connect, how could they do that? Uh, yes, yeah, so they can find me through social media. I also have the website as well. So the website is the name of my book, livingthroughalchemy.com. And on there, you can also find my social media contact. I'm active on Instagram. It's, uh, my Instagram handle is so uh, smileyvv05, like smiley face and my name, V-I-V-I-05. And my YouTube channel is personal growth through van life. 
<laughs> my book is currently now available on Amazon. Uh, anywhere, uh, any country that have Amazon, obviously you can uh, order a copy of my book. It's available in uh, Kindle as well. So you can get an ebook copy, paperback or hardcover. Final question. What does stay outstanding mean to you? I think it means to live out of your comfort zone. That is where you can be outstanding. That's where you can actually grow yourself as a person. And only then you can really find your true self and find your freedom that way. And be brave and bold. Not to be afraid to stay true to who you are. Amazing. Thank you for sharing uh, that with us and sharing time and sharing your wisdom and uh, gifting so much value to the audience. Thank you so much, Phoebe. Thank you, Gavin. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it, rate it, follow, subscribe and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.